Welcome, everyone. CapsCorner.com podcast. CapsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com. Coming to you live from the palatial Franklin Estates in the West End of Richmond, where it is now not not Halloween anymore, which means it's Christmas. There is nothing in the middle. Uh, it, it, we go from Halloween, midnight, it is Christmas. Um, uh, people putting up trees and snowflakes and stuff. Uh, we will not be focusing on those, although I, I'm going to ask our, uh, our our beloved Justin Ferber what his favorite Halloween candy is, so be ready. Uh, but we're going to get into UVA's near, um, near win slash heartbreaking loss to Louisville on Saturday in a game that none of us, none of us, and if you and if you and if you're trying to pretend like you thought Virginia was going to do that on Saturday, you're lying and it's not nice. Uh, we're going to talk about a game that none of us really thought was going to be competitive and how it ended up being competitive. Uh, and we'll obviously talk about um, the the game this weekend down in Winston Salem. Provided credentials arrive in the mail, I will be there. Uh, at this point, that remains TBD. Um, but anyway, let's go around and introduce everybody. Uh, and before, I mean, excuse me, at least for tonight, everybody is staff writer Justin Ferber. Welcome back to the podcast, sir. What's up, man? I was just about to say how Wake's uh, offense is always trying, or Wake's defense is always trying to slow the game down and make everything go slower. So I guess that applies to the credentialing process Apparently as they, well. Yeah, they want to slow play the credentials too. Yeah. All right. Uh, add Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter, by the way, and add Who Days on Twitter as well. <laughs> <laughs> Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner, great place for our in-game updates, content items, and the occasional witty banter. Uh, Dave is not with us tonight. He has some type of illness, some undisclosed rem- um, malady that is um, keeping him from uh, having a voice of some description. Um, which he, his wife must be excited. Um, so yeah, so Dave, no Dave tonight. He did send in his pick. Um, so we will get into that in a little bit. Uh, okay, let's start with Saturday. Um, oh wait, uh, favorite Halloween candy? Um, that depends. Oh god, you mean something that I would only have like a Halloween? No, 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 no. I'm saying like if, if you like... were, let's say theoretically. Oh my gosh, we're mm-hmm. really gonna do this. Okay, theoretically, you were gonna go trick or treating. Don't worry about how sure. old you are. Don't worry about what costume you wear. We don't need to get all those details. Okay. Yeah, you're gotcha. going to trick or treat, and the person lowers the bowl, and you get ready to reach for your candy. And let's assume that every candy under the sun is represented in this bowl. Which one do you grab? That's the question. Ooh, all right. Um, I would probably go. I like peanut M and M's. Um, peanut that's M&M's always a good choice for me. All right. Yeah, I like Sn- I like Snickers. That's a solid choice, and Kit Kat. Um, but I'll probably go peanut M and M's. I am currently eating a Twix. This is great radio. Ooh, that's a good one. Twix too. is the only answer. I'm sorry. Twix is the only- actually no. I will I will accept Kit Kat, but Twix is the only answer. It's the only candy with the cookie crunch. It really is. It's great. Can you tell that my, yeah, my kid had Twi- my kid had Twix a ho- is good. First, I just, first Halloween, so now I have lots of candy in the house. Twix is definitely underrated. It's one of those things where like I would never think to get it, and then you have one, and you're like, oh wow, why why don't I eat more of these? Oh no, I know. Exactly and then I eat twenty. What, yeah, exactly. 25. That's right. Do you know? Okay, so I went to the store the other day, and I got this big bag of Twix, thinking, okay, well, whatever we don't give out. I'll just eat because, you know, I work at home. It's all good. And then I why did it not occur to me that I now have a child? And therefore, that means we're not you're not going to be home like you're going to be walking around the neighborhood and God knows where with Papa Pig, um, which I put out on on uh, the work Twitter because I didn't even care because <laughs> my kid's cute. But so I now have these. Not only do I have the candy that she actually got, which is mostly Kit Kats and Twix score. But now I have this huge bag of Twix that I have to do something with. And oh, my gosh, man. 
pretty much every story on Cap's Corner this week is brought to you by Twix. I mean, that's just a that's just a way of life. Okay, uh, things that people actually wanted to hear about on the podcast. Uh, let's let's talk about Louisville. C- granted, everybody understands. Look, no, everybody was ex- everybody was surprised, right? I mean, I I did not expect. I think the biggest surprise to me. Uh, let's start here. I did really did not expect Virginia to be able to slow it down and be that effective doing it. I really thought that, you know what, the times this team has been good this season is when they play with pace. I can't ima- I just couldn't imagine them waiting around and it actually helped and I actually being able to execute with it. Um was that did that strike you as 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 so I don't know, random as it did me? Yeah, I mean, I I think that it was something that was discussed during the week, was it not? I just didn't know what exactly what it would look like if that just meant more stalling instead of, you know, taking it into the huddle. But it was definitely weird to see, which is kind of weird because UVA has been a huddle team since, you know, as far back as we can remember. Um, but I think it definitely worked at the end of the game on the last drive. It took, what, like six minutes off the clock. So um, I think that was definitely effective. And even if they had made those plays in the normal offense, it probably would have taken – three and a half, four minutes. Um, so getting that extra time off the clock was big, even if um, it didn't work out in the end. I think it's a good sign because it's a stra- it's like a, a strategy that was implemented on a week-by-week basis rather than um, part of something bigger, I think. And that just shows the adaptability of the coaching staff. Um, you know, I was thinking about it on the drive home from Scott Stadium on Saturday. When was the last time uh, we saw a UVA team, and we were like, oh, wow, they just changed the game plan for this one week, you know, and, and adapted, and it worked. Um, most of the time, you know, the changes were more subtle than that, but it was clear that they had thought it out, and we're like, look, this gives us the best chance to win, and this is how we're going to try to play it, and, you know, win or lose, we're going to try to put our best um, foot forward as far as the strategy is concerned. Yeah, I think the thing that, that struck me was, you're right, I, I kind of thought during the week, I mean, it, it, there were several times where Bronco was asked about, hey, this is what Duke did. Do you think this is something you guys might do? And each time he kind of said, well, you know, we're going to look at it. Um, but I never got the sense. It wasn't like a full-throated endorsement. You know what I mean? Like it, you just never got the sense that this is exactly what they're going to do. But what I really thought would happen was that Virginia would be its normal self. And what I mean by that was, look, they were never at no point in the season were they a team that snapped the ball you know, as soon as the referee cleared it, right? Uh, they would make substitutions, and they would get guys in position, and they put some guys in motion, and there were usually, you know, 10, 11 seconds to go on the play clock when they would hike it. Um, so I kind of figured they'd do more of that. They would do a lot. They would still do their substitutions, and maybe they wouldn't necessarily try to get them in as ha- as fast. I definitely didn't envision huddles. Um but it did seem to to kind of give them a, a a nice little rhythm, um, which is something I was worried about. Um, and then looking back on the game and, and watching it uh, on replay, you really got the sense that it did give them a chance to to um, to I don't want to say focus because that implies that they weren't focused. Otherwise, it gave them a chance to um, I don't want to say reflect either because that just sounds stupid. But you know what I mean? Like it gave them a chance to kind of almost reset uh, before each play. And it almost made it it so that each play was its own thing. And I wonder if going forward that's not – I mean, look, Wake's going to do a a little bit of that themselves this weekend, right? So I wonder if Virginia might stick with it for another week or two and see what that means for the offense. I thought that Ben Kirk's two interceptions were definitely plays he would want back, but they were also situations where you were trying to be aggressive and you're trying to put the ball in place – you know, maybe it was a little tight, but I thought he got better as the game wore on. And then you're right, that last drive, it was masterful. And I know a lot of people wanted them to like, 
you know, maybe run a couple times. Man, look, you you got to score when you can score. Um, but I think the biggest benefit might have been for the defense. I thought, I mean, Micah Kaiser and Quinn Blanding looked as good during this game as I mean, look, Kaiser's looked good all season. But they, I mean, in terms of speed, I mean, you could tell um, after the game talking to Micah, he was not kidding. I mean, he's playing every snap, and and in those breaks, uh, allowing them to be on the sidelines a little bit really helped. Now I know that that last drive they gave up a touchdown. And I, and I think we've all beaten the drum pretty loud that, look, this is not Notre Dame of uh, of last year. You know, I mean, this was this was a, a Heisman-winning quarterback making a Heisman type of throw. I mean, it was just on the money. So I just don't, I just don't know if you could have played it any better. Um, and I certainly think that that's a situation where, you know what, you, you, you got to tip your hat. It's a, it's a play where I think Virginia didn't, they didn't lose, they got beat, and that's okay. Um, I was really impressed too with um, with the way that Virginia responded, not just in terms of the of the moment. I mean, listen, the you've lost momentum. The other team, that's the the one that's a thirty three point on uh, favorites, they've come back and taken a lead on you and whatnot. Um, and and I feel like in a lot of ways for Virginia to 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 kind of put some scraps together and all of a sudden be back in the in the thick of it, that I think that says a lot about where this team was. Um, and certainly the defense having look, it's hard to say. I don't have his numbers right in front of me, but but Lamar Jackson still had a hell of a day. Um, it's hard to say <laughs> that you that you you stopped him per se because you didn't. But what you did do is you made him look at times human. Um, he still made some big plays. Certainly the biggest one on the uh, on the touchdown pass late. But you know you didn't you didn't let him embarrass you, and you certainly didn't you know you didn't. Um, you didn't leave people thinking that that you were completely overmatched, and I think that in of itself. Look, I'm not into moral victories either, but you have to be honest about kind of where the thing is, and that's kind of where it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I mean, honestly, this is much better than what we expected, and you know, like you said, they didn't con- completely contain Lamar Jackson. If you looked at his stats such of the game, it was pretty clear that he still had a big game, but they got enough stops to where it felt like when watching it that they were managing it pretty well and uh keeping him out of a rhythm throughout the game i mean they got enough stops in the second and third quarter to where you felt like um you know they were getting the best of him at least sometimes the biggest play i think was the sack on fourth down by thornhill um that was kind of a big like momentum changing play i felt like and um and they were able to keep the the offense in the game after the offense kind of struggled at times um you know if you think about the scoring point you know the the points they got in the first half the first three were on a long punt return by Daniel Ham to inside the 20, I believe. And then the other points were on a fumble that they recovered at the 28. So I think the defense played well enough to, to give them a chance to win. And I mean, if it, if you know, it comes down to that last play and Jackson makes that throw, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, and I was trying to think about it in terms of like, okay, what does Virginia need to do going forward? And a big thing obviously is, is third down. I mean, when you play a defense like Wake Forest has, you need to be able to stay on the field Virginia in this game was four of fourteen on third down. Now they were two of three on fourth down, um, which is I mean that part's nice and everything, but you know four of fourteen is definitely not good. But then the thing that blew my mind, Louisville was three of twelve. I I, I mean I I mean look they still rolled up what five hundred yards of total offense. Um, you know he had what three three sixty through the air. Um, and he and he added uh, you know a whole bunch on the ground after. That. Look, I but I'm just saying. I mean, y- your defense played well. 
I think your offense feels like it has some momentum or at least some got some confidence back. You felt like Ben Kirk made some plays, you know, middle of the game on. Maybe maybe a little bit earlier than that. But basically, as the, as the game wore on, you felt like he, he kind of came back from those two interceptions. I think you feel pretty good about where things are going to, to Winston-Salem. Um, now, one question mark for me is going to be the punting situation has been very uh, – it's been very static, right? It's been very trustworthy. Uh, you're not going to have Richard Burney to snap this week. Uh, my guess is, is that Zach Bradshaw will take that over. I guess we'll have to wait and see if, if that's the way Virginia goes. But I think that's one little wrinkle to keep an eye on uh, early. And that's certainly something, you know, if the credentials come through, I'll be watching uh, from BB&T Field. Um, is, all right, who's who's the one doing the snapping? Um, and, and, and how is that operation uh, going to work? Because this is going to be a field position game. I think these, the, you do feel like Virginia's offense is going to, is not going to, you know, it's not going to have one of those, 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 28 point quarters or anything um, but you get the sense that it's going to be a possession game and that that Conti is a huge weapon um, in this kind of matchup and this is look let's make no mistake about this right the, Virginia's this is going to be the only game this is going to be easily the most winnable game of Virginia's schedule from here on out um, had this game been played in Charlottesville Virginia would have been a favorite which has not happened has that happened since Richmond hasn't happened since Richmond right Virginia been a favorite since Richmond no I don't think so so they got to figure out a way to get this W. I mean, there's just no way around it. They got to go out and. I mean, who cares about bowls? And I, I know they're still technically whatever. I don't care. They got to go out and figure out a way to to win this thing. Um, and they got to figure out. They got to figure it out in a hurry. Um, because I mean, look, Wake Forest not a team's going to blow you away with the offense. Um, but it is a team I think that can uh, that can certainly um, you know can certainly give you some problems defensively and put you in a spot where you're stuck playing a game you want to play. Can Virginia be consistent enough offensively? Can they can they avoid turnovers enough uh to get this W? Uh what are what are some of your lasting impressions before we before we totally turn the page from from Louisville? What are some of your lasting impressions from that from that game? What are what are things that you feel like Virginia kind of takes forward? I think the biggest thing that I'll remember about this game, you know, in the years to come uh, besides the throw at the end, obviously, is just how resilient they were at the end. Um, I mean, that that throw to Keon for the first down on fourth and seven was a big throw and catch um, in a spot where they needed it. And you forget, like, a lot of times when situations like this happen, it's like, man, UVA didn't close the game out. And, you know, I think we both agreed that that's not what happened. But, I mean, that's how it feels to a lot of people. But you have to remember that they put themselves in a position <laughs> in a position to lose that way by scoring and taking the lead. Um, if they hadn't converted that fourth and seven, it would have been a much more, you know, muted finish. Um, and so I'll, I'll remember, you know, how they fought and, and, and the guts to go for two at the end, which I, we all thought was the right call. And, um, plan to win, and, and I think that that'll resonate with the team. Well, now they get to to go to Winston Salem. They're going to play Wake Forest. You've done a lot of scouting for this group. What what are some of your early impressions of of? Uh, I'm I'm not sure how much you've worked on the preview, but you looked at the five to watch. I'm, I'm guessing you you've you've paid a little attention to them. What are some things that stand out to you about about the Deacons, the Deeks? Um. Yeah, the Deeks. Which is um, my favorite, like my favorite shortened term other than who's. Oh yeah, the, I try to use the, it a lot. I know me too. But what um, do you what do you what do you think of them? Yeah, it's kind of hard to get a read on them. Uh, I mean, they have five wins, but if you look at the teams they beat, you know, they started four and zero. I think their best win in that stretch is probably Indiana on the road or Duke. Um, 
not a ton to, to go off there. I was I was pretty surprised they lost the army last week. That was that caught me off guard. Um, but just looking at everything, they kind of remind me of scouting UConn in a way where um, you know you see the record or you see that they're scoring and you're just kind of like how. Um, there's not a ton of like obvious offense with this team. Um, you know, they're methodical. I think Bronco even said as much. They're going to try to keep the time of possession up as much as they can and, and run the ball a lot. They only have four passing touchdowns on the season, which is kind of incredible for a team that's five and three and doesn't run a triple option. Um, they have a dual threat quarterback in John Walford. Um, so that's something to watch, uh, kind of like how UConn had a dual threat quarterback as well. Um, running game, they'll use a, a bunch of different guys. Um, and then in the pass game, uh, they have one good receiver that's, that's you know, Hines, that's that's a player to watch, and a couple other guys that are capable of making plays. But for the most part, I don't see anything offensively that makes me think this is going to be a shootout because I don't think Wake can win that way, and I don't think they would try to. Uh, I think a lot of Wake fans are upset because they threw 43 times last week against Navy in the loss. And a lot of people thought they could just run the ball down their throats and, and try to play it that way. But the, for some reason they went to the air and they only scored 13 points against army um, at home. And then on the defensive side of the ball, that's kind of where they're going to make their money um, in, in a win or lose. It's kind of like, they're just going to try to stifle the other team's offense. Um, it worked pretty well against Florida state. You know, they kept that game pretty close and, and were able to stay competitive in that game. And obviously it's worked okay in some of their wins earlier in the season, but, um, you know, they, uh, they've, they've, they're a team that can get after the quarterback. They have a couple good pass rushers and a couple good defensive backs that can pounce on mistakes. Um, but for the most part, I think UVA should have the athletes to, um, to be able to find ways to exploit the defense. They've done a really good job in pass pro, um, of late. So I think that they can neutralize wakes pass rush and, and see if they can attack it that way. I can't imagine this is going to be a game where UVA is going to try to run away with them as far as points is concerned, um, or vice versa. I think it'll be a, probably a lower-scoring game, and that's how Wake's going to want to play it. And if UVA huddles, then I, I think that's even more you know likely to be the case. I kind of feel like you, – you tell me what you think here. I kind of feel like what Virginia's going to want to do in this game is almost to a T what they did last week. Not just not necessarily in terms of tempo, I'm, I'm, but I'm talking about in terms of scheme, right? Because John Walford is a running quarterback in the sense that he would rally, probably he's better off running because he's not necessarily as uh, accurate passing the ball. If they do, I'd, I'd agree with that. So if if you think about it from a game plan standpoint, if you do very something very similar, right, to what you did against Lamar Jackson, everything's going to be significantly slower right the the wide receiver playmakers aren't the same running backs aren't the same clearly the the quarterback's not the same offensive line not as good I feel like if that if that plan of attack worked against Louisville I almost feel like they could use some of that same some of that same look you know um I know that schematically what Wake does and what Louisville wants what does are they're different I get that but what I'm saying just in terms of like you know keys right uh, defensive line has to have a big day, just like they did against Louisville. You, you know you're going to use your linebackers. I think if if it seems like Bradshaw, I mean, we'll have to see how the ankle is, but I mean, Landon Ward doing a really good job filling in for him in the middle. That seems to free up Micah Kaiser, and you kind of like Landon Ward a little bit in the run game because he seems to, you know, he seems to, you know, be a real physical kid, and he seems to be in the right spot. But you remember back um, at the Duke game afterwards, they were talking about how. They had cut down on the amount of stuff that they were putting in, and guys were running, they were running a lot of the same looks over and over again defensively, right? 
And one of the things that that Bronco said this week is that he that they had as almost as much content um, as they could hold basically against Louisville, right? So I wonder if they're finally starting to get to a place where they can put in more stuff, and maybe that's one of the reasons why you're seeing, you know, you saw them kind of take a nice little turn there. Uh, I wonder if they're able to kind of retrofit some of that this week. And then offensively, I just kind of feel like Virginia. You're you're right. I think they're probably not going to be able to pull away from them for like that. But I I think uh, Taquan Mizell is running as hard right now as I've ever seen him running. I mean, he's he's. I mean, people might. You look, there were times last week where you could throw him between the tackles and he was not going to be denied. I mean, he was picking up nice nice yardage, running the ball really well. I kind of feel like you ride that hot hand. I almost would rather them – I mean, look, I, I think they do have – they are some benefits to them huddling. I almost feel like this might be a week where you say, you know what, let's, let's, let's keep some guys on the field and see what happens. Um, they probably won't do that because they just went out and, and looked really good huddling and maybe they, that helps them with their um, packages coming in and out. You know, it, I guess it remains to be seen depth-wise. Will they get um, Warren Craft and David Eldridge back? Um, I, I think we're all assuming that they were out with uh, concussion or concussion-like symptoms or something like that. That's generally what medical means uh, on the injury report. So, you know, are, will they even have the personnel to, to, to try to speed up a little bit? Maybe that that was, that was one thing that helped them. So I kind of just look at Wake Forest, and I, I mean, this is a completely winnable game to me. Completely winnable. My only question is whether or not Virginia can can be consistent enough. I mean, it's like I said earlier this week. I mean, ultimately, what you what you did last week is great. If you don't win this week, it really kind of doesn't matter. Um, you got to be able to to take moral victories or whatever we want to call them, progress, uh, improvement, whatever. You got to take that stuff and make wins out of them. You know. And this is a perfect opportunity. I mean, this is easily the best opportunity Virginia's had for a win all season long. Um, and I granted, like, they got to go on the road to do it. Not going to be a whole lot of juice in the stadium. You know, you're definitely not. You're not riding with the same momentum of and the the adrenaline of uh, you know us versus the world. Nobody believes in us, kind of thing. Um, but it, it's still an, a golden opportunity for them to get a W. And I kind of feel like it's one they have to figure out uh, a way to win. Um, what are some what are some matchups that you like on UVA side? Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball. It's going to be the front seven that's going to have to kind of set the tone, um, keep keep Wake out of you know third and shorts that they can convert to kind of keep their drives moving and try to put them behind the sticks when Wake gets in passing downs. Try to get some pressure on Walford and force them to do something great. Um, they did a good job with Jackson of of doing that throughout the game on Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that up. Um, and then on offense, I think that, um, I think that, like you said, I think getting the guys ball in space is going to be key. Um, tr- trying to spread out a weight defense that while decent, uh, doesn't have the caliber of athletes of a lot of the teams that UVA's played recently. So I think trying to use guys like smoke and, 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 Oh, uh, out in the slot and, find ways to get them the ball and make big plays. Um, something that they were able to do at times against Louisville, but really they didn't live and die by the big play. It was more consistent chunks of yards. And uh, I think a big thing for them on Saturday will be continuing drives and even more importantly, playing clean and don't give Wake short fields. Don't turn the ball over and let the defense kind of put the offense in a place to succeed. If uh, Wake's going to beat you, make them beat you by, uh, you know, long sustained drives with their offense, which, I'm not totally sure that they'd be able to do over the course of a 60 minute game. Yeah. And that's, you know, you make a good point. I almost feel like, I feel like this is the game for Virginia where it's like throw out every cliche of how to win a game. And it's totally true. Right. 
you know, minimize mistakes, make the most of your red zone opportunities, stay on the field on third down when you have the ball, get off the field on third. Like, but really, this is a game about basics. Like, winning this game is about just being, just doing, doing you, being who you are, and executing. I mean, that's bottom line. It's funny because like I, I keep going back and forth on this, this whole picking the thing. I keep thinking of it, and I go from like Virginia winning by three touchdowns um, to Virginia, you know, winning by like three. Um, and I wonder. Well, first off, I don't want people to throw tomatoes at me um, <laughs> if we if we pick Virginia to win because um, it seems like they play pretty well when we pick them to lose. Um, but I just kind of feel like um, I go back and forth on it, man. I just I can totally see a scenario where Virginia scores a couple times. You know, Wake's offense is, is is a dumpster fire. They're just not that great. They're they're not able to move the ball. They they turn it up over a couple times. Maybe Virginia turns one of those turnovers over into a, into a touchdown. Maybe maybe they return it for the touchdown. I mean, I just I don't know, man. I just have a really really hard time seeing Virginia lose this game. Where where are you at on that? Before not before we get talk numbers and stuff. Where where are you at on that thing? Yeah, I mean, they can. I think they can definitely lose the game because they can lose any game. This team, you know, if they play poorly or you know don't consistently move the ball in offense they can lose to anybody but um at the same time i'm with you i think that this is a winnable game and even more so i think it's a game they should win um wakes obviously you know he came in as the favorite when the line opened up but honestly i think that's more of people not believing in this uva team from the outside than believing that wake is something that you know to be feared um per se uh, i mean they, they beat syracuse that's a pretty good win you know whatever but um it's one of those things where, you know, nobody's really scared to go play there. Um, I think the the thing that could hurt UVA is if Wake is able to kind of bring them down to that level and make them play a really low scoring game where the the you know they bleed the clock off and it's just like punt after punt after punt. Um, UVA has to try to you know exert their will on offense and and try to make some things happen. Um, but I think that like like you said, I think it's a winnable game for sure. All right, in the preseason, Dave had Virginia winning this thing 42-16. We don't have his context, but he has Virginia winning at 24-13 now. Believes Virginia lost 20 points and only took away three for Wake, but I guess that necessarily doesn't matter. Further in the preseason, you had Virginia winning this 31-17. Um, you sound like you think Virginia could lose, but you feel like Virginia will win. Where, where are you kind of at on the, on the thing? What's your number? Yeah, that's exactly where I am. I mean, I can't rule out a week win because they're at home. And even though UVA beat Duke on the road, that doesn't mean that they're just going to start winning every road game now. Um, start start but, winning every game on the road, losing every game at home. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, who knows? But um, I, I think it's definitely the most winnable game left. And uh, I think what happened to UVA last week is actually going to be a really good thing for this team heading into this game and kind of refocus them and maybe make them a little more angry, you know, give them an edge that they want to go out and do this thing. And I think now that they're going to believe that, you know, they can play with anybody um, home or away. So I think that um, they're going to come out and do some good things on offense and maybe force a couple of turnovers. And I think they get this one done. Uh, I'm going to say 28 to 19. Wow. I just literally wrote down 28 uh, 28-13. Um, let's see. Make sure, because actually that's going to be your preview pick. So that's what, 20? What did you say? 20, what? 28-19. 19 yeah that, that feels that yeah that right not none from the UVA side uh I I, I agree I kind of look I feel like this one is is as good a matchup for Virginia as the Louisville one seemed to be a bad one but I, I, part of the reason I think this is a good matchup for Virginia is because I do think that they can 
they get a, I, th- I do think they get a boost from last week. And it's not necessarily just in terms of like, oh, man, we almost did this. Uh, let's go, whatever. Because remember, remember after the UConn game, like they they said that 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 loss also actually kind of made them hungrier, right? And I think that paid off the next week. You know, so I kind of feel like in a way you're going to see some of that here. The difference to me, Bronco said something I thought was really telling this week. He said that the guys are starting to understand that the only thing holding them back from their success is them. That there is no what he called what he I guess he ref he references the go. There's no ghost of Scott Stadium. That's keeping them from winning games. And his point being, the way you prepare and the way you execute, that's, that's what dictates whether you win or lose. And that's compl- both of those things are completely up to you. And he said he's, he, thought, he thought the guys were starting to see and kind of really appreciate the, the, the reality of that, right? I wonder, I wonder if, given what happened last week, I, I really do think that this is going to be a game where, one, I think the players are going to be primed to, to – to, to execute, but I also feel like the coaching staff going to be a little bit primed to maybe be a little aggressive, right? There's no you know national audience in, in this one. There's no Heisman winner, you know. I mean, listen, th- now who's watching this game? Virginia Wake fans, you know what I'm saying, and people who have to scout Virginia Wake. I mean, look, if there's ever an opportunity to be aggressive, this is it. Uh, you you know your defense is gonna pr- is gonna probably play pretty well. Uh, you know, not probably not gonna you know pitch a shutout, but they're gonna play pretty well. So you you kind of have a feeling like if you're a play caller, if you're Robert and I, you gotta feel like you're you you've got some, uh, you got some some wind at your back. You know what I mean? So I kind of I just I just see Virginia kind of going out and, and trying to put the pedal down. I, I don't see him being timid. I, I could see him huddling because that I think that piece helped them execute in, in a variety of ways. But I, I kind of have I, I'm like you. I, I think Virginia wins it, twenty eight. Um, Thirteen. Um, I I think Virginia scores a few times and maybe one of them's on defense, but I do think that ultimately the defense uh, is the difference. I, I just don't. I just can't see Wake being able to put uh, enough offense together to, to to win it. I like I said. I I agree with you. I I, I you can't you can't say that the two win team it, it can't lose a game because that's just dumb. I, but I just I have a hard time seeing it happen. And so picking Virginia to to beat Louisville, you know, okay. Picking Virginia to win this game, I just I, I would have a problem trying to pick it the other way. Um, but you know that's you know that's why they play it. You know we all expected. I mean what it, I had sixty three twenty eight in my pick last week. Um, so yeah, I was really close on that one. I only shorted. Uh, only gave only gave Louisville thirty extra points. Um, so I, you know, look, you're right. This is not a game that Virginia just is going to win. I mean, but I do think that there's a lot, there's a lot in their corner. Um, you know, not having Kendall Hinton, I think is a big blow to the Deeks and, um, you know, the Deeks, the Deeks, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna be solid. Like they're just going to kind of go out there and root canal you. Um, but I just kind of feel like Virginia has the better playmakers and ultimately, Nine times out of ten, that's the thing that decides the game is who has the better players. And I, you know, think this is one of those rare games where Virginia this year it, that's Virginia. So, yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, I think it's kind of if you look at their results, they beat Syracuse at home. Syracuse's defense is kind of all over the place, and they're not really all the way there yet with a new coach. And they beat a Duke team that's very, you know, like mediocre, up and down, doesn't have an ACC win. They beat Indiana. I mean. That one kind of, I guess, is a surprise, but it happens. Um, Indiana's not exactly Michigan. Um, they beat who? They beat they beat an FCS team, and then they, if you look at their losses, you know they lost to NC State, 
a team that, I mean, they have a better record than Virginia, but really talent-wise, I don't think there's that big of a discrepancy. Um, and, of course, they lost to Florida State, but, you know, you kind of see once they raise the talent level up a notch, it seems like Wake isn't quite able to hang. Um, I mean, when you're playing talented teams like Army, it's kind of hard to keep up with their athletes, you know? <laughs> yeah, I. Um, it's funny to me. Like that Syracuse game's a little weird because uh, it was what, at home, though. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say that. So it was almost like Syracuse had just wasn't that the week after Syracuse had beaten UV, excuse me, beaten Virginia Tech. It was the week before. I it was think. Week before. Okay, so it makes sense then that Syracuse lost that game, went home, and then you know got got up for got up for the you know the the, the team the better ranked team or whatever. Um, yeah, I just I don't know, man. I it's hard. I, look. The other thing I want to I want to point out too is that um, y- you were talking just a second ago about um, you know about teams about basically that Wake is not gonna they're not gonna out like athlete you you know what what they are gonna do is you know they they're gonna they're gonna be methodical and they're gonna make you play uh, and and you're you're gonna have to to own it um, th- what I think about what I think about UVA is that they haven't been in that situation much right. I mean, could you maybe you could make an argument that in in a weird kind of uh, contrast here, that last week they were asked to do something. I mean, it's not like playing Georgia Tech where you have an assignment and you have to, but like defensively they were asked to do a thing, a very difficult thing, and they kept doing it. I mean, look, Louisville left a lot of plays on the field. Let's not let's not kid ourselves, right? I mean, like there were a lot of drop passes and uh, and air, and some errant throws. And so it wasn't like Virginia was just gangbusters. I just I don't know, man. I just I look at this matchup and I'm I'm just like, look, this is a game I think Virginia has the better players and on the road or not. Um, you know, I think they I think they get it done and the good thing about it is we don't have to wait too terribly long to find out whether or not they do and know whether or not they did anything with that uh showing against the Cardinals. Um I think it's a good place to put a pin in it. We'll be back next week with our uh we'll do a, a really quick kind of um recap of the weight game and look ahead to uh the miami game uh, which will be senior night for a host of kids who are going to be you know central central parts of a uh, a rebuilding effort and certainly a what i imagine is going to be an emotional kind of day for um for these guys as they kind of um, play their last game at scott stadium um but we will uh we'll also do our our basketball preseason podcast um I was thinking about doing it tonight, but then I completely forgot to like tell you guys we were going to do it tonight, and I didn't think that was nice, and then Dave got sick. So hopefully that will be next week, uh, provided nobody has uh, pneumonia or loses power, including myself. So We'll make I'll, it happen. <laughs> hopefully Dave enjoyed listening to the podcast, because I know when, when you guys aren't, you, you always listen to, to see if we throw any shade at you. Um, but I think we were, we were kind to Dave tonight. I uh, want to thank everybody out there for giving us a listen. As always, want to thank Justin Ferber for being on the show. Um, and we will be back uh, with you next week. So for uh, Justin Ferber, I'm publisher Brad Franklin. Wow, I really messed this whole thing up, didn't I? Um, let's just let's just hit let's just hit a button. <laughs> Thanks Goodbye, everybody. Everyone. We'll we'll see you next week.